0: There's this Ontario man who has been driving this van. He's got nearly a million kilometers on it. And he says there's a secret to it. And the secret is you treat it really well. Secret of how he um, has got to a million kilometers with, by the way, still has the original engine and transmission in it. This is a van that was driven. It was first purchased by his dad. And so you know there's bucket seats, right, and real Corinthian leather. It was driven extensively to Florida and throughout the United States. It is a 2000 Toyota Sienna van, belonged to dad, and he took great pride in maintaining the vehicle. And uh, he said he changed the oil and the transmission fluid regularly. And he, It sounds good, he says. Just you you, you put your key in it, because back in the day you did, and you turn it on and it just starts up. Purrs even in the dead of winter. It's all about the maintenance. They love this car so much. This family, they say, they're ne- never getting rid of it. They're driving it into the ground. The car has a name. The car's name is Betsy. And I'd like to welcome onto the show Mike Quincy, who's an auditor, at et- an auto editor, not an auditor editor. Editor. Let me just try and speak English. An auto editor with Consumer Reports, and uh, he's got the secret to making a car last long. Before I get into it, Mike, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks so much for having me. And yes, I'm definitely not an auditor. I, didn't, I did well in math.
0: <laughs> you know, some people say the best way to make your car last is to let everybody pass you. It's a dad what? joke.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm I, I do have some gray hairs, and I am a dad. But I'm not ready to, to let absolutely everyone pass me. I still kind of am an auto uh, enthusiast, but but I also. I don't want to get a lot of tickets. So I try to keep my speed reasonable.
0: How incredible is it? This guy having a, a van. It's a Sienna Toyota Sienna at almost a million kilometers.
1: Well, you know, I, I read the story and, and he did this family. They did everything right. I mean, they started out by buying a, a really reliable car to begin with. And then they just followed the, the, the maintenance schedule. I mean, Everyone that buys a car gets this thing called an owner's manual. And yes, I sound like a dad right now, but it is in everyone's best interest to actually read the owner's manual, especially the recommendations for maintenance and and changing your oil, changing your transmission fluid, uh, rotating your tires, changing your filters, just doing this basic stuff and treating the car well can get you to a million kilometers
0: yeah he said he the transmission fluid level looks good he said we just had it flushed after a hundred thousand kilometers i don't know if i've ever had my transmission fluid flushed
1: well some transmissions uh their reservoirs are actually sealed they're never meant to be changed they're supposed to last well i don't know maybe forever or something like that but but yes some some vehicles you can't even change the transmission fluid but it's you know, preventive kind of maintenance idea for this, and, I, and another thing I thought of when I read the story was mm-hmm. the owner should contact Toyota. I mean, Toyota would love to hear a, a story of a million kilometer vehicle. I mean, they would they would market this, who knows? Maybe they're you know, make a
0: work out some kind of a deal. How often should you service your car if you want it to last? Because people. Uh, whatever- whatever- People want it to last. I'll just interrupt here again for a second. It, people want it to last because it's really hard to get even a secondhand car right now with a microchip shortage.
1: And and that is the, the key takeaway here is if you have a car and it's running well, uh just keep just keep running it because it is so difficult to buy either a new car or a used car. I mean, to, to make a car last, you really need to look at uh, and follow the maintenance schedule. Uh don't don't ever go short on oil changes. Uh always use quality parts also. I mean, don't don't try to save money by using an off brand part. Uh, Always insist on quality parts. You don't necessarily have to always buy from the dealer, but make sure that you're getting um, top quality because this is not these are components that you don't want to have failure.
0: How do you ensure that? You know, most people drive their cars, but know little uh, about how they work or their parts. I mean, I wouldn't know uh, if it's a quality part or not. Well, it,
1: it, it's it's kind of a name brand. I mean, there are name brands that we all hear about or see in in our daily lives, and and you can also, uh, when you go to an auto parts store, you can ask the person uh, working there that you you don't want to necessarily go go you know inexpensive on these things. Plus, when you drive your car every day, you get a sense of how it's driving. Is it has an unusual shake? Does it have a weird sound? Is it smell funny? I mean, you don't really have to be an ace mechanic to be able to to, to know when your car is not up to snuff.
0: Right. I had my last vehicle was a Saab. It was a beautiful car. It was a Saab Vigan. There were not many in existence. It was 16 years old. It met its demise on the Gardner Expressway, unfortunately, but it had over 300,000 kilometers on it. My plan was to drive that baby into the ground and it did really well but I had to make sure I gave it um, the highest quality oil. So my oil changes were like three times the price of most oil changes. But I'll tell you this, that synthetic oil aside, that car would have kept going. How do you make sure that you, you know, have a vehicle that will take you 300 kilometers and beyond? Is it in the actual vehicle, buying the vehicle, making sure you do your research before you invest?
1: I think that's part of it. Consumer Reports has a number of articles of how to not only get your vehicle to, say, 200,000, uh, in this case, miles, but we have lists of of particular makes and models which have a better track record of getting there. And I'm so honored to be talking to you because you used to own a Saab Vig, and I'm a Saab fan. Oof. Nobody sobs, and, and you, had, you had a top-of-the-line high model. It was beauty. Model. I'm super, super impressed.
0: Uh, let me tell you, the saddest day of my life was that day when the car uh.
1: I, I, heard, I heard I, mo- I mourn for you.
0: I, You know, my favorite thing to do, this is kind of an aside, is because that thing would just, you know, go zero to you know what in no time. So I would uh, get it to a light and one of those little guys that uh, souped up their Honda would pull up next to me. They're <laughs> sitting there waiting to go. And I would look over and make sure they saw my age in my unassuming car. And then the light would go shouldn't be bragging about this. And I would look in my rear view mirror at them trying to catch up. No,
1: the, the, what, what I remember, I've driven a few Viggins. And what I remember is this thing called torque steer. So unless you were, pay- you were pointed straight ahead, th- that, that power going through the front wheels could make you kind of go out of your lane if you
0: weren't uh, on top of it. Oh, no, I knew what I was doing. <laughs> I should have had goggles on. Goggles Paisano over here. Let's talk about, okay, let's get back to the topic at hand and away from my vegan for a second. When we're talking about those reliable cars, what are they? Can you name some of the uh, cars that you should be maybe looking at? Because there's a lot of people right now that are looking desperately for a car that's going to last them for a while because there's not a lot of selection out there. If they see one, uh, what are the ones that seem to be reliable?
1: Well, I mean, no surprise in Consumer Reports reliability uh, surveys. Uh, it's mostly dominated by by Japanese automakers as being the most reliable. But when you break it down to the model level, uh, the Lexus CT200h, uh, the Toyota Prius C, the Acura TSX, the Honda Civic, the Nissan Altima these are these are very mainstream models. These are uh, ones that we predict will have your take your best chance to get you. Two hundred thousand miles. Again, I, I know I'm speaking in, in in the United States. I'm saying miles instead of kilometers, mm-hmm. and I'm also kind of assuming that you have all these models up in Canada. Um, but but th- those those are just a handful of of cars that that according to our data will will g- give you a, a long lasting relationship with your car.
0: And that's what you want. I, I there's nothing better than a car that you know. They're easy to drive, and and believe it or not, you can have a relationship with your car. I know that sounds really weird. Uh, but I've been there. I'm not really having the same kind of relationship with my <clears throat> Ford as I did with my Saab. But that's another that's a, another Saab story. I like to say. Um, Good one. one thing you, Good one. <laughs> thank you. My dad joke off the hop and now a, a Saab joke. Um Let's talk about the fact that there are a few things you shouldn't ignore and they would happen to be those indicator lights. How important is it that you take those seriously?
1: Uh, the car is telling you that it's got it's got some kind of an issue if it's got a, a, a engine warning light. It might just be something simple, like you didn't quite tighten the gas cap the last time you got you got fuel and that threw off the emission system. So you could just bring it to the dealer and it's an easy reset. Um, uh, but. Other times, an engine warning light is is a really bad sign and you need to maybe even pull over to the side of the road and get towed. Um, but, but this is something that you should definitely not ignore. Uh, warning lights are the vehicle's system telling you that there is an issue and you have to look at it. Again, if you want to keep your car running a long time, um, deal with these little issues because the little issues will become big issues if you don't handle them.
0: Mike, is there a certain kilometer or mile uh, on your odometer where your car actually just starts hitting a sweet spot and starts getting broken in and uh, performing well? Because you have to drive your car in order to keep it, you know, well-maintained.
1: Oh, yeah. And that was actually another takeaway that I got from from the story. Uh, about the Sienna is—is is it? It's driven regularly, and I know that here in the United States during COVID, a lot of people didn't drive their cars very much. And your car is kept in better shape the more it's driven. It actually doesn't get better with age if it just sits. So, um, a sweet spot. I mean, Consumer Reports doesn't test the the car our test cars until we have about <clears throat> two thousand miles on them. But um, modern cars really don't take as much breaking in as the older ones do. But, but it's always good to kind of go easy on the brakes, easy on the throttle, easy on acceleration before 2,000 miles to kind of let the engine and transmission, you know, get to know each other.
0: All right. Great advice. Thank you so much for joining us, Mike. It's been a pleasure.
1: My pleasure. Thanks so much.
0: All right. Cheers. Mike Quincy is auditor. I did it again. It's auto editor. You try saying that three times quicker, at least once slowly. It's a mouthful. Auto editor at Consumer Reports.